0: Good morning, um, this morning our series, or I'm continuing our series that Pastor Allen has been uh, speaking with us on the real transformers, he had kind of asked if where I wanted to take off or what we wanted to do and I'd like this series and one that wasn't included and I wanted to include is what I'm going to speak on today, but not only is Pastor Allen a tough act to follow, his his last transformer was the Holy Spirit, so that's a tough act to follow as well. Um, he spoke on Noah who saved humanity. He spoke on Josiah who walked and obeyed God. Esther, queen that saved the whole nation. And of course the Holy Spirit. Um, no person apart from Jesus himself shaped the history of Christianity like the Apostle Paul. Even when he was a believer his actions were significant before he was Paul he was Saul and if that's not a transformation I don't know Paul fought the good fight Um, this message looks at the lessons that we can learn from the transformation from from Saul to Paul or the conversion from Saul to Paul a definition here says the concept of transformation a complete change change from Another form changed from inward to outward. Which under the power of God will find expression in character and conduct. A couple of verses about uh, transformation that I found. Second Corinthians 5.17. We know these. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Romans 12.2, which was Paul telling the Corinthians... Do not conform any more to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like I say, the man who wrote more about transformation than anyone else was Paul. He experienced it firsthand. From Saul's transformation, we learn that several truths about transformation we experience in our lives. Transformation is initiated by God. I mean, He has these plans. Saul's plan was to to stamp out Christianity in Damascus. That's where he was going. Damascus was a link to all the trading routes. Damascus was booming. It was a target to prevent, it was his target to prevent Christianity from being spread. He went to this area where he knew that if he could stop it there, but that wasn't God's intent. God always takes the initiative in our salvation and transformation. 1 John 4.19 says, we love because he loved us first God seeks us God wants us God desires us if God didn't initiate our transformation we would be hopelessly lost I want to read on a little bit from today's verse where I stopped on 4 in uh, Acts 9 1 through 4 I read and I'm gonna read 5 through 19 out of my Bible because this story needs to needs to be heard needs to be read After after he said, you know, Saul said, why do you persecute me? Then he said, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but they didn't see anyone. Only Saul heard that. They just heard the noise. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he couldn't see anything. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind. He didn't eat or drink anything. Three days he couldn't see. He didn't eat. He didn't drink. In Damascus there was a a disciple named Ananias. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes Lord. He answered. The Lord told him. Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. And ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision. He has seen a man named Aeneas come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Aeneas answered, I've heard many reports that this man and all the harm that he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and he's come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said, Go. I reckon you'd went too, wouldn't you? This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road when you were coming here, he sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Um, faith in Christ brings great blessings but often great suffering too Paul would suffer for his faith God calls us to commitment not comfort think about that calls us to commitment not comfort he promises to, to be with us through suffering and hardship not to spare us from suffering and hardship transformation a couple of other little little quotes here that I got transformation leads to a life of vibrant prayer transformation leads to a servant's heart transformation leads to a spirit-filled life it leads to fellowship with other believers just like today and transformation leads to sharing the gospel Saul had his greatest successes when he obeyed God. His greatest failures resulted from acting on his own. From Saul, we learned that while our strengths and our abilities make us useful, our weaknesses and our shortcomings make us usable. Two uses. I'll say that again. Our strengths and abilities make us useful. But our weaknesses and shortcomings, that's what makes us usable to God. Our skills and talents make us tools, but our failures and shortcomings remind us that we need a craftsman in control of our lives. We need God in control of our lives. Whatever we can do on our own is only a drop in the bucket of what God can do for us and through our lives. He is our craftsman, He chiseled each and every one of us. I mean, Not only does he know how many hairs is on our heads, he knows knows our strength, he knows our skills, he knows our failures. He knows he has a plan for each and every one of us. He chiseled and transformed Saul to Paul. He transformed Saul from a persecutor of Christians to a preacher for Christ. His personal encounter with Jesus changed his life. He never lost his fierce intensity. But from that day on, his strengths and abilities were chiseled for the gospel. His weaknesses made him usable. He went on to preach through the Roman Empire as Paul. He wrote letters to churches, many in the New Testament that we know. God didn't waste any part of Paul. His background, his training, his mind, or even his weaknesses. God doesn't waste any part of us either. You know, I believe that God uses our weaknesses and, and our shortcomings just as much as our skills and talents. When we fail, when we fall, when we freak out, first thing we do, we pray. But what about our strengths and our abilities? When we win, when we rise, when we're on top, do we praise with prayer? We need to. We need God in our, in our, in our lives at all times, during our Saul times and during our Paul times. Paul fought the the good fight. In 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, it says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, now the great crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me for one day. Not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. You never know what all that you can do until you allow, you never know what all God can do until you allow him to have all that you are. God doesn't waste our time. He'll use our past and our present so that we may serve him in the future. <clears throat> like I always say, when I preach, we'll be the, we'll be the first one out the door to church. So that was kind of a kind of a short sermon today. But I this this really hit with me, and, and you know we all we all had these Saul times and we all had these Paul times. But no matter what, like I say, your strengths, your abilities, your weaknesses, your talents, it's all for a, for the glory and the honor of God. And we, we, all, we all should give the praise in him for that. And like I say, he's going to use our past and our present so that, so that we can serve him in the future. Don't forget after church today that we had the youth that's going to feed us spaghetti in the back. i like for everyone to come for that, and we thank everyone for being here for that. And I'd like to pray now. <clears throat> Father God, thank you for allowing me to, to share your word today. Thank you for being our craftsman and our creator. For transforming our weaknesses to our strengths. Thank you for your son Jesus. Whose light shines on us each day. Thank you for Paul and what his transformation did for Christians. Let us continue to spread his word and his determination Lord. The determination that he had is is just so unreal. Forgive us where we may fail you Lord. In your son's holy name we pray.